Well, let's let's get into uh, what God wanted us to talk about today in uninvested uh, connection. Uh, uh, last week we talked about how. Uh, well, let's let's go to these scriptures real quick. These are some review scriptures, but I want to make sure we're all calibrated on the same page. Let's go to Psalm ninety-two, thirteen. Lord, I decrease that you may increase. All of you, none of me. I soak up that presence that's in this place. I let it be upon all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 92, 13. It says, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord. You always hear us reference that scripture when we're talking about uh, uh, church membership. But, you know, again, we want to flourish out here in our life, you know, I'm use, I know I'm using the scripture as uh, allegorically, uh, not necessarily um, literally, but but think about planting and flourishing. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, you know, Lord just gave you, showed it to me again allegorically, uh, where you know when we plant it in in God's house, we flourish in the courts outside. Uh, so, so it's a it's a we're planting, you know, and I always think about when I think about plants, they have to stay planted to really flourish. Like you can't keep taking a plant, picking it up, putting it somewhere, sitting it for a while, picking it up, putting it somewhere. It has to stay and it has to deal with the storms, the winds, the rains, uh, kids playing. You know, it just has to deal with all that through and through time uh, it grows. It, it sustained itself. And I know... Um, uh, DJ talked about, uh, uh, he said something I thought was pretty uh, pretty powerful. He said, when he was teaching, he was teaching on it's your time, but he said that, uh, again, again, he talks about everything being done. You know, the Bible says it's finished. Uh, Genesis 2-1, God was finished with the heavens and earth and all the hosts of them. But he also said this. He said, the reason why God's not limited by what's going on around here and he's not panicking because God didn't create this stuff inside of time. You know, I know I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it wasn't created inside of time. Um, he referenced Jeremiah, you know, before, uh, before you was in your mother's womb, he created you, designed you, crafted you, stamped you what you were purposed to do. You know, so you're a prophet before you're a prophet. You're a preacher before you're a preacher, right? And, um, and I think when you look at God's glasses of time, it's why he's patient because God's not playing off of time. Uh, I was, uh, when I was in corrections, we, we did something called morning focus. I've told this story before and this young man, and, and could you turn me up a little bit more, please? Uh, and this, uh, this young man, uh, when he was, uh, uh, we started the day off and we would, I would ask them, that's good. I would ask them, Hey, what did you learn today? And so this young man, he came in the institution, he's about 6'8". And so what I decided to do was, uh, we had practice one day, and a guy that was probably like 5'10", kept blocking his shot, you know. And so I pulled him to the side, I said, man, like, you got somebody 5'10", blocking your shot, you're 6'8". I said, we need to work on some things. So I gave him a regiment of, of I, so I, I always told him, I said, okay, so we're going to do push-ups. I said, when you strengthen your upper body, that pulls you up. We're going to do some sit-ups. When you strengthen your core, that holds you up. We're going to do some calf raises daily. That pushes you up. To collectively, you're going to be leaping. 
And I said, then I want you to read the word. I said, because your foundation has to be your, you don't just want to work on your body. You also want to work on your mind. That's the fundamentals I'm going to give you. And then you want to work on your spirit, man. That's the core of who you are. A lot of times we work on our outside, but we're letting our mind atrophy and our spirit atrophy. Right? So he did this stuff every day. Uh, and then uh, we had a game. And, man, this, this guy scored 28 points. He had 28 rebounds. It was phenomenal. I, I still got it on tape. Uh, I'll just give you props. Elijah McKinley. And uh, Portsmouth, Ohio. <laughs> and and uh, so so this day, morning focus. Hey hey, so so what did you guys learn? And he said, he said, uh, Mr. Bradley, you know what I learned? Don't watch time. Let time watch you. He said, when I first got in this place, I kept looking at the clock, and it seemed like time would never go. The time was like slowly ticking. He says, but when you gave me that regiment, I was so busy doing it. Time started to fly. So I learned, don't watch time, let time watch you. So, so how that locks into being planted is, see, a lot of times we're so busy, we get in the soil and we're so busy watching time to say, okay, I'm at this level yet. I'm at the blade yet. I'm at the ear yet. Am I? No. Why don't we be, be busy in doing the things of God let time watch you, and you'll look up and find yourself having flourished into where you want it to be, right? Sustain something, like sustain. Like this, this is, we're in a culture, a microwave culture, where very little is sustained. You know, we had to wait till we got home. So, so our lifestyle was patience. You had to wait to get home to use the phone. Now, for real. And in some cases, you had to wait till somebody else was finished, finished, you know. Then you had to wait till nobody wasn't looking when you was young to get the phone and pull that cord around to the bathroom, <laughs> right? You know, and, you know. So what I'm saying is, like, we had to wait more. Like, you, you just, somebody called you, you couldn't respond right. Well, so I'm going to the next level. The next level was the pager error. So you couldn't respond right away. You had to wait till you got to a phone. But now everything is, then you couldn't carry around all the distractions. You had to be at a place that was, the distractions were available. Now you can take it everywhere you go. Right? And so, so, so we were, you had to be, now we weren't patient. Our parents was telling us we weren't patient. But imagine how it is now, very few people sustain stuff. So when they're uncomfortable, they run, they flee. They get out. They uproot themselves. People don't finish anything. Yeah, we was planning in the church for 18 years. Um, it wasn't all roses. I mean, we went through some things. It wasn't all roses, but we were there for 18 years. But why? Because there's something was being forged in us, right? And things aren't just forged when you're comforted. Right, so we'll get into that later. I just wanted to get that. So, uh, Psalm ninety-two, thirteen. Uh, I gave you this last week. First Corinthians twelve, eighteen. You can write that down for yourself. But it says, "God set the members in the body as it pleased Him." Right. So God planted us. Stay planted. Don't wiggle out of it. God planted us. Stay planted. Don't wiggle out of it. Right. 
So he set the members in the body as it pleased him. God knows what we need. Actually, God set us in the bodies that we have. He put us in these vessels. But people in our culture now, what do they do? They get uncomfortable with where they are in their stage of development, and they try to change. They try to change their, their, their lips, their eyes, their, uh, you know, right? Right? And it's the thing is, but God set you inside this vessel because it pleased him to give it to you. Now, sometimes we haven't cared for it properly, but he knew what he was doing. So God knew what he was doing he gave me this lip. He knew what he was doing. Now, when I was a kid, I didn't think so because, you know, your body got to catch up to your lips. In my case, <laughs> some of y'all was like, no, my lips was fine the whole time. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just big lip keep, right? So, but God knew what he was doing. I didn't have no surgery. I didn't change nothing. I'm, I'm trying to focus on the sermon. I'm trying to focus on the sermon, baby. <laughs> right? So, 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 and then God set us in environments. Uh, when I was younger, and then I was totally wrong for this, and I've studied some things out, so I know I was totally wrong. But I couldn't wait to get out of Newark, New Jersey. Now, I wasn't wrong for a leaving, obviously. I met that wonderful lady in Ohio, and I'm connected to you wonderful people in Charlotte. But how I despised the city I grew up in, I was wrong. And really, it wasn't the entire city, because I didn't live in the entire city. I lived in the South Ward. I, I played ball all over the city. But this is the key. I, I researched the city. Newark was supposed to be New York. Newark has one of the biggest ports in the world, in the entire world. Right. And so and I am who I am because God planted me in Newark. I can navigate anywhere in anywhere in the world because I was planted in Newark. You see what I'm saying? So, so again, I was despising something that God knew what he was doing. I was despising the, 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 the family I would, that raised me, foster, like, why you leave me with foster parents? Why I couldn't grow up my brothers and sisters? But God was strategic in that. And it's timing for me to meet the family that birthed me. His time, everything was strategic. God knows what he's doing. It's who I am. Like, there's a lot of things. You know, my dad walked every day of his life that I know. Every morning he would get up and walk. And my dad could be drunk at night. You see him in the morning, he go walking, he, he walking, go get the newspaper. He had a level of, cons and my dad was at work early every day. Every day. Now, this is a dude that hung out, that, you know, the dad's gone, but he hung out the all time. But, so, I, I pulled some things. My mom, she, like, stats, if you picked her up, even though she had been, you know, dealing with some things, uh, some challenges later in her life, but if you picked her up, she'd give you details. She's just breaking down details. And then when I researched her, because I didn't grow up with her, uh, they said she was the life of the party. She was an athlete. She was all types of things. God, he birthed me through those two people for a reason. He planted me in that family for a reason. He's, the, the, the churches that I've, that, that, that I've been to, and, I, and it ain't been a whole lot that I've been connected to. I went to, I met her at Shiloh Baptist. I went there for a year. And then I was like, huh? Oh, I met you at Faith Ministries, which was a, a, a spinoff of Shiloh. The guy left to start his own church. Uh, 
And then, uh, but I was at Columbus Christian Center for 18 years. But God set me there. Like, like a lot of what I've learned and I've been exposed to is because God set me there. He was teaching me some things, right? And so, so we got to understand how to sustain, how to maintain, how to be planted, how to be rooted. Uh, we've been married 27 years, known each other for 28 it ain't all been roses. And what I mean by it ain't all been roses, the whole process has been, if you, if you summarize it, it's been roses, but we've had to uh, tough it out. Like we, we talked through things. We didn't talk through things in the early years. We yelled through things. We avoided each other. I went out to go play ball at the court, like tripping and talking to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we went through those, those, those things, you know what I'm saying? So. But, I, but we sustain the level of relationship that's produced my wonderful best friend sitting there, right? And guess what? It's not intentional that we got on the same colors. I, just, I don't have that type of, the women got all, they got like 70 outfits. I don't have 70 outfits. I just was selecting what I could wear after a fast. You know, <laughs> you know, you know I, that, that, seriously, you know, I got to adjust suits for fast, you know, like. You know, uh, I, I do pretty good losing weight during a fast. All right, so, so I, I'm, I'm, I said this sustain for reason. Now let's go to Matthew 22. I just set you up. Who's some, Ty, you talked about that yesterday, right? The setup? Didn't you say it's a setup? I think Pastor Mel may have mentioned it too. It's a setup, y'all. It's a setup. You think it's by, oh, we chose to all be here together. That's what y'all thinking? We all chose. Rashad, we chose to meet each other. It was me and you. We thought we uh, we sat around, strategized, and said, hey, I'll be at such and such church and you come on through. We did that. No, 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 we didn't. We just think we did. Thinking more highly of ourselves than we are. So so uh, Matthew 22, verse 37. Uh, it says, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, with all, how much? All thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. See, that's all in, right? That's all of you. And so, so remember we talked about this in Master Life class when we we're praying in faith and how, you know, the, 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 the three, uh, uh, three levels of knowing you, praying in faith is abiding in Christ, abiding in the word, and the Holy, what? Being led by the Holy Spirit or the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the truth of the Holy Spirit. So, so, so this is the thing. Those two words, abide means to remain in Christ and remain in the word, submerge yourself in Christ and submerge yourself in the word. To, to be consumed with it, all in Christ and all in the word. If any man be in Christ, inside Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away, all things become new. We think, I came to the altar, how come things haven't passed away and how come they're not new? Are you all in in Christ? Like we skip stuff. Uh, Trina talked about this week. So, I'm going to use the scripture again later. But submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil, he'll flee, right? We skip the submitting to God. Planting ourselves in God. But we want the devil to flee. He ain't running from us. He running from God. He running from the God in you, not to you and you. The you and you, he like, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, I know. Like, really? 
Are we serious right now? Man, let's jump on this fool. <laughs> right? Remember the sons of Sceva and Acts? All right, so then you have Romans 12. Uh, probably should help us out again. We reviewing last week, but present yourself as a living sacrifice. Okay, okay. Holding except unto him. Now, now, you know, we don't, we live a life of obedience. Ain't that right, Jamal? Like we, okay, we endeavor to live a life of obedience. We, we may not always meet it, but that's what we're striving to do. We agree? So the scripture says he would rather obedience than sacrifice, right? So sometimes when God's asking us to do something, we're trying to say, but I'm complying and obedient. I'm complying and I'm sacrificing. I'm giving up everything. I ain't asked you to do that. I asked you to be obedient. But here is different. He's saying, present yourself as a living sacrifice. So that means, so, so, so I'm, no, no, not a visiting sacrifice. Not a vacationing sacrifice, right? Not a sacrifice today or a sacrifice in this moment, a living sacrifice. So my life that I live is selfless. So now I might feel like something. Well, this is just the way I feel. No, I'm sacrificing my feelings to make sure I'm lining up with Christ. Remember when we were praying about the prayer of faith in the Master Life class this morning, the, the whole uh, point, remember Job said, Job, it was Job 23, 10 through 12. Job said, hey, I know some things here. I know, I, I know my connection with God, and I know when I'm tried, I'm going to turn, turn out as gold because I'm in with his word and I treasure that word above even bread above everything that's going to please me so yeah when I'm praying I, it's, it, it's a given for me because I know I'm in step and I know see he was saying not only I know God God knows me so so what the problem is God what you going to do like I know but 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 we can't always say that because sometimes we're in compromise or, or, or let's say, I know compromise is a, is a curse word to a lot of y'all. We won't have to use it. We're in our own feelings. I feel like. And we live in a society where they're establishing laws based on feelings. And then, it, so, so when has that took place? Imagine in your household, the whole household just got taken over because now it ain't based on doing what's best for the family. It's based on feelings. Well, hold on, baby. You know, they feel different. That's how we roll it? Well, you know, they feel like they don't want to change their draws ever. <laughs> Why are you going to bother them? They just feel like they want to be nasty. I know that's kind of gross, but it's true. <laughs> Somebody picturing it. <laughs> right? I, I can see faces. So it's like, ugh. Right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, but this is where we're, 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 how we're rolling. But so that means, so I'm saying this respectfully. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be as respectful as possible. When we roll like that, that is our choice, right? Could we stop saying we Christians? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, see, again, I'm not, if that's your choice, I can't do nothing about your choice, 
But could I, I just make it a request. It sounds like a request, Tanya, right? Right? Could we stop saying we're Christians? Number one, a Christian lives in Christ. Number one. And Christ ain't dwelling with the things of the world, right? Yeah, you can't be a friend with the world because if you're a friend with the world, you're enemy of God. Ain't that scripture? Okay, okay, listen, I'm not saying, if you want to be a friend with the world, that's fine. I'm just saying, don't be trying to claim God too. That's all I, is, is that, is that accurate? Is that, that's Bible, right? I just want to make sure it's Bible. It's not my personal opinion here. And the reason why I said, could we stop saying we're Christian because are we giving ourselves over as a living sacrifice? Is our life hid, our likes hid, what we want to do hid, our, we're, we're buried with him. So the only life we live now is the life that we live in Christ. See, I'm crucified with Christ. See, that's a planting at a whole nother level. I'm crucified, buried in Christ. The life that I live, if it's not for Christ, I can't even breathe. All I'm saying is, can we stop claiming Christian if we want to soak in the world? Just roll with the world. I think DJ, I think you said this. Somebody said, didn't somebody say yesterday, uh, uh, what was it, uh, what is it? Choose. I know she was talking about, but he said something about, didn't he say something about, what was it? You choose you want to do this and you choose you want to do that. But it was like, like, but it was, it was, it was from that angle of choose it then. Like, like, don't, if this, oh, that's you, it was you. <laughs> it was, it was you. It was you. You sitting there going, I don't know. It was you, right? It was like, okay, listen. Don't be trying to be, he's like, don't be trying to be neutral. Don't be trying to be lukewarm. Draw, draw a line in the sand and make a choice. So, so and, and this is what I mean. If you're going to be worldly, roll with the devil. That's your boy now. Try to get everything you need from the devil. It's almost like a child being in a house saying, I'm doing my own thing. Mom, you fix some biscuits today? No, no, no. If you're doing your own thing, rolling your own way, get your own place. Get your own biscuits. Get your own clothes. Get your own gas. Get your own car. Get your own and do your own. But you can't be, I just need my independence. Fine. Bye. Say, I remember me and my son had this conversation. Uh, it was a great, it was a good conversation. I said, listen, son. I said, because uh, one time he had to leave the house. I said, listen, we ain't going through this no more. I said, when you get your own place, you can, would you, I'm not, I may not like what you do, but it's going to affect you and your house. I said, I don't have a choice with you in my house. I got to answer to God. I said, so I can't allow you to do certain things because God is not, this, I've submitted myself to God and my house to God. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm all in. I said, so I, I don't have a choice, son. I, I have to please God. But if you weren't here, you do what you want to do and live the consequences of it. You see what I'm saying? So it, we, we trying to not, we trying to make a, a choice, but we double-minded. 
This is just how I want to live. Deal with everything that goes with it. Uh, I was doing, um, I worked in, I worked in corrections, but also did group homes. I used to do groups. And so I go in and do this group. One young man was dressed, I think they call it Marilyn Manson or whatever, but it was all black, gothic, all black, black nails, uh, eyeliner. Uh, so, 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 so we're having a group. We're talking about different things. And he spoke up. He said, he says, well, Mr. Bradley, I said, I just don't understand. I just want people to leave me alone. I keep getting beat up. I'm always getting beat up. You know, why don't they just let me be who I am? I said, let me ask you something. I, so I just, I gave him a scenario. I said, I said, so there's seven lines. This line, they're wearing athletic gear. This line, they're wearing conservative gear. This line, they're wearing a gothic gear. This line, they're wearing this. I said, in this line, people have been getting beat up for years. You get in that line. You getting beat up because they've been getting beat up. The rules didn't change because you decide, I want to be in the line but not deal with the consequences or the cost of the line. No, you don't change the cost because you feel like it should be different, right? So uh, anyway, let me just stay, let me, let me just stay, let's go to Luke 5, okay? Luke 5. So we're talking about, uh, well, the title is un Uninvested Connection, but we want to talk about investing our connection. So sometimes we're connected, but we're not invested. You know, we're just there. I mean, the right when you're falling off. Remember in, in, in Mark 4, it says, when persecution and affliction arise for the word's sake, it said, they were gone, <laughs> right? So that person is, is prox in proximity, but not truly invested. It's not, it's not a solid connection. You know, sometimes you have something plugged into walls, not totally plugged in, and somebody just walk by, it'll fall out. You know what I'm saying? So, so what do you try to do? You want to secure that thing so it just doesn't. Or remember we talked about the hose last week. If you don't screw it all away, water is not going to go seamlessly through it. You're going to lose some things. It's not going to be able to go seamlessly through it. You're going to lose some things. It's not going to be able to go seamlessly through it. You're going to lose some things. I just, did you get it? Okay, all right. So you want to tighten that thing up? <laughs> right, right? All right, so Luke 5, verse 3, it says, and he entered into one of the ships uh, with Simon's, which was Simon's, and prayed him, uh, uh, I'm sorry, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. So, th so these are fishermen, you know, and they're master fishermen and professional fishermen. Jesus comes, asks them for their major tool, which is a boat. And he, he tells them to get in the boat and he thrust out to the land. He thrust out from the land. And the reason why is because uh, when you, if you, so, so let's say if this is the edge of the land, he thrusts out to the land. Let's, I'm just going to use this right here. And he's speaking to the multitude, but his words are bouncing off of the water. So he, he thrust out to amplify himself, right? Because they didn't have what we have. They didn't have speakers and stuff like that, right? So, he allowed him to use his major tool for his business. Let's keep on reading here. It says, now when they had left speaking, he said unto Simon, look, launch out into the deep and let your nets, uh, and, let, and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said unto him, master. Okay, so he used his intellect and his experience. He says, we've told all the night and have taken nothing. 
His first response was, dude, we pros. You know, fish ain't biting today. But this is what he said. This is what we should say. Nevertheless, look, at what? At thy word, I will let down the net. Now, so what he told him is launch out into the deep. So go deeper. You know, extend your investment beyond your intellect, your experience, and what you were willing to give. Because what they did was they toiled all, they did, they went all night. They went as long as they could good, and they was like, oh, we done. So they went as far as they could, as far as they was comfortable, as far as their feelings. He gets the boat, and they get launched back out again. Now, if you keep reading the story, it says they got so much fish, they had to call the fellas to come and bring their boats. They weren't even prepared for the catch because they went out there thinking, okay, at your word, we're going to go out, but you're going to see what we were talking about. But they saw what he was talking about. See, so now God is asking us to do something that we'll see what he, his will is and what he has been talking about. It's going to be beyond our own comfort zone because we've gone through things and we've told all night, all day, all year. We've told for years. We've gone as far as we think we, we can possibly go. And at that point, we decide I'm doing me. I got my own little system. I'm establishing my own philosophies. I already tried this God thing. I'm going to do God, but I'm going to do God because I know there is a God, but I'm not going to do God to be all in. All in is done. I don't know if anybody ever will get all of me ever again. But God is saying, hey, 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 launch out to the deep. <laughs> Go beyond where you went before. Go where you went before. <laughs> I got something for you this time. I got something for you this time. <laughs> Or if y'all paying attention, I am, I'm paying attention. So Mark 12, let's go to Mark 12. Mark 12. See, 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 Isaac, God is saying, I got something for you this time. So yes, it's the time. But you may have to revisit some things that you thought wasn't worth the investment. <laughs> okay. All right, so 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 Mark 12 and did y'all catch that? Yeah. I caught it. I caught it. I received it, God. All right, so uh let me see, hold on. Okay. Well, let's start at uh speak, Lord, speak, Lord. Let's start at verse 38. I just want to read it from 38. And he said unto them in, in his doctrine, beware of the scribes which love to go, uh, go in in long clothing, love salutations. You know, these, these eloquent um, uh, uh, orator type words, you know. They know, you know, you, you ever been around people, they know all the, the religious lingo. So, so and, 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 and look, they got the, you know, they got the, they got the popping hat suits, you know, they, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a religious flavor, you know, we'll just call it religious flavor. Oh, no, religious, religious flamboyance, right? You, you, you seen that, right? And it says, they, he said, watch out now for them. 
because all that shine is a distraction. <laughs> right? He says, he says, uh, he says, 39, he says, and, the, and they love the chief seats of the synagogue and the uppermost rooms of the feast, right? Uh, he says, which devour widows' houses and houses and for a pretense, keyword pretense there, make long prayers, uh, these shall receive greater damnation. Now, pretense, remember we talked about this in other teaching, uh, watch is doing stuff for pretense. See, in other words, uh, as Proverbs says, same things that you like, you like hearing what you say. So it's, 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 it's all about uh, uh, accentuation and, 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 and uh, moving folk, not about touching folk. Or uh, Tori said, it's not about healing, it's about getting over, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so you got to watch these things, right? Let's go to verse 41. And so now, look at this. After he said, watch all this, do you think this, this passage of verses was planted here unintentionally? Matter of fact, it's a continuous, isn't it? Like you, you read the Bible, it's a continuous. It's not a, this is not, okay, chapter two, as the story goes. No, no, it's not. Oh, uh, uh, what was Venetia? Well, she's going uh, back to the story. <laughs> right? Yeah, side note, back to, this ain't a side note for us to get back to the story. It's, he's continuing a, a thought here, right? And Jesus sat over against the treasury right? And beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And, and many that were rich cast in much, right? It says, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, verily I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, and she of her want did cast in all that she had. All that she had, even all her living. Like, like, so, so it cost her more than, some people say, okay, I can spare this. Because it was rich. So, if you ain't got nothing, Somebody's rich and they give ten thousand dollars. You'd be like, man, they get ten thousand dollars, but they got ten million, so they gave a quarter. She gave all that she had, all her living. She invested. This is what I have left to keep me. I'm sowing this to get you, right? Right. So. Ties in to present yourself as a living sacrifice, right? And scripture says in Psalm 42, 7, deep calleth unto deep. So we want all the fullness of God, Ephesians 3, 19. We want all the fullness of God, right? But is God getting all of us? See, see, this is the thing. I, we've we've uh, tolerated less than abundance. So more than them, less than your fulfillment. Right? More than you had, less than your fulfillment. And we, 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 we've, 
we, we uh, position ourselves. Remember, God said the members of the body as it pleases him. I can guarantee you God sets you in a position where there will always be a demand for you to move towards fulfillment. But we'll shift ourselves, wiggle our way into a position and in an environment that, doesn't de that demands less than fulfillment. And we'll do more than them, but less than us. More than them, but less than us. See, God needs all of you. Your purpose needs all of you. Fulfillment needs all of you. But, but everything in our lives has been getting what we're willing to spare because we don't want to risk the pain of the past. But God said, lost out into the deep. I got more out there than you thought before. So, so, so we're, we're not, see, I, I get it. Sometimes like, man, yeah, all of God, this time I don't know what's going to happen. It ain't just God. It's you. You're costing yourself. Right? And, 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 and some of us, man, some of us have things that, that, that we can navigate through. I think we were driving, we were talking, and we were talking about a, uh, actually a very smart um, uh, leader but had shifted into just being uh, gloated upon. They just shifted to just being gloated upon. Um, it's, it's another state, you know, and I didn't want to say their position because I, I don't, I don't want to be derogatory to the person in the position. But when I say this person was powerful, powerful. And, but you can see, just wiggled out of position and slipped into, well, right here is good. Suppose Jesus did that. Think about, oh, think about this. Right after God said, none of us has had this, God showed up audibly and said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. The way we roll, we done for the rest of our life. We, we, uh, uh, early retirement, early retirement. You sign me up for early retirement. And then we will be going around for years. Yeah, 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 I'm the dude. You're back in the day, yeah, Jesus said, this is my son. That's me. Yeah, I think it was about, what was it? I think it was like 1983. Yeah, I was out in the wilderness and, you know, I went through a baptism and, no, it was audibly. You, you, you want me to tell you a story again? I got, or you want my book? You know, I'll sign it for you. Like, what, that, now that's our, that's our, that's, that's how we getting over now, Tori. We getting over because God showed up for us, right? Oh, don't let God use you to heal, no, heal nobody. It's done. You done now. Now, now you know, now, now all of a sudden, you're going to turn something that God has designed everybody to do. And I think somebody spoke on uh, Matthew 28 this week. Well, not I think. I know somebody spoke on Matthew 28. He, he told us to go into work. He talked about, I, I know Ray talked about in, in Mark 16, where he says, you, you're going to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the not as a, a setting up a tent as a ministry, as a Christian. As a Christian. There are five-fold ministries. I get all that. I'm talking about as a Christian, we're supposed to be doing these things. I used to carry around my Bible. and People go, you a minister? I was like, well, no. They said, oh, yeah, because I see you carry your Bible everywhere. And I, was, I had that look, you know. <laughs> you know that look, right? I had that look because I seen it in you. As opposed to what? <laughs> like, I'm a Christian. I got to read the word. 
and, and we didn't have everything on cell phones. And I'd be like, dude, how old are you? <laughs> but we, every, you know, so for me to read all the time, like I do now with the gym and stuff like that on my phone, I had to carry around a Bible. I come to training for my new job, I got my Bible. When we take a break, I'm reading the Bible. I carry a Bible everywhere. That, that, that my scrolls, I call it my scrolls, everywhere I went, right? So, because so, I'm a Christian. Meditate on the word day and night. Do all is written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. I want to meditate on the word day and night. Give attendance to reading. I want to give attendance to reading. Right? I want to soak that thing up. I'm, well, not. It wasn't back in the day. It's like that now. Right? So, so okay. All right. First Corinthians 2. So deep calls on the deep. So that means we must invest deep to receive from the deep. People go deep sea fishing to find treasures, but they ain't staying on top of the water. They got to dive deep. And then they're not at the shoreline saying, hey, with their scuba diving gear. I ain't found nothing yet. No, dude. No, 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 no. You're going to have to go out to the deep, man. You're going to have to deep, and you're going to have to go deep. You're going to have to get through the sharks and everything else, right, to find the treasure, right? First Corinthians, I ain't even there. First Corinthians 2, I told you that, right? All right, we're going to do, we're going to lock in on verse 10, but as I'm on my way to the scripture, the Holy Spirit said, you better not not read verse um uh, Nine, got to read verse nine, right? <laughs> look, look, it says, but as it is written, what's out there in the deep? I have not seen nor have heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Now, we talked about it this morning. Those that love him keep his commandments. So let's not get it twisted. I love God. God ain't like your last girlfriend or boyfriend where you can say you love him, but you don't spend no time with him. You ain't invested in him. You don't have a, you're not in communion with him at all. God is like, oh, I know you love me because you keep my commandments. You're not saying one thing and doing something else. You don't have the form of godliness and denying the power thereof. I know that for a fact. Verse 10, it says, look, it says, uh, it says, but God has revealed them. Now, now it says, I have not seen or ever heard nor entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them to love them. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Look, for the spirit searches all things. Look, yea, the deep things of God. I so, so, but, but you don't get the spirit unless you yield yourself totally. Walk in the spirit, you should not feel the lust of the flesh. If any man be in Christ, the anointing one and the anointing, he's a new creature, old things pass away, all things become new. Right? Like, like you're not be filled with all the fullness of God, submerged. The scripture says, they that be born of water and of the spirit. Those are the people that see and enter into the kingdom of God. John 3, 3, uh, 3 through 6. I kind of uh, uh, synergized the scripture, brought it all together. Right? But, but it does say, he was talking to him, he says, hey, you, you must be born again. And then when he broke it down, he says, born of water. When you're born of water, you're submerged in the water. The water breaks and you're birthed into the earth realm. 
What he's saying is you got to be submerged in the spirit to break into the spirit realm and the spirit will show you the deep things of God. And you will not compromise another day in your life because you see all that's before you. When you know somebody's going to give you next week a million dollars and all you got to do is these five things throughout the week, you're going to do those five things, ain't you? When you start seeing God, you're steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the faith, always submerged in faith, right? All right, so, so, so we got to ask ourselves a few questions here. Are we looking for outs or looking for ends? Are we looking for outs or are we looking for ends? See, 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 see. Remember trying to get over, right? So, I'm a Christian. Am I looking for how to be a Christian and still do the work? I'm looking for outs. It's got to be an out. It's, it's got to be something in the fine print that I can manipulate. Like we were talking about this morning, we, we said uh, faith without works is dead. And people, wait a minute, hold on. I can kind of flip that a little bit. Hey, man, you need to have faith. Well, you know, faith is our works is there, so I'm doing these works to show that I have faith. But the works aren't righteous works. The works aren't even faith works. Right? So I said, I'm looking for an out. Well, you know, I know I'm going through this, but God won't put on you more than you can bear. That ain't even scripture. <laughs> that ain't what the scripture says. It says uh, there's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. God is faithful, but with the temptation, it will make a way of escape that you'll be able to bear it. It didn't say he put it on you. First Corinthians 10, 13. Right? What I'm saying, he didn't say, you see what I'm saying? Like, we, are we looking for outs or ends? Because if I'm looking to be in, invested in, planted in, submerged in, right, abiding in, right now I'm looking in the, the word. I'm looking into God's instructions. Because I know once I get in, this is the confidence I have. That I, have. I can pray anything according to his will because I'm in it. I can have the petitions that I desire. I know I paraphrased that one too, but yeah, yeah, I know. First John 5.14. Master life, right? We just talked about that this morning, right? So I have another question here. So are we looking for loopholes or are we looking for wholeness? We're looking for loopholes or wholeness because here's the difference. See, I'm not, I'm not looking for an easy way to do it when I'm looking for wholeness. I remember as I was training for basketball and I started to be a, a, a Christian, solid Christian. So I'm pursuing professional basketball. So the Holy Ghost was my trainer when I was by myself, one-on-one. -on -one. So I used to be out like, so what I would do is I, I, would, uh, I would lift weights at the gym I'll be in my apartment complex I lived, it was like 10 stories, and then the, the roof was 11 stories, so I had a 40-pound weight jacket, so I would run up and down that about 10 times. When I finished the last stairs, I would run out of the building and then run down to the park, maybe, you know, it might have been like a mile and a half down to the park, and then I would run maybe anywhere between six to eight miles with the weight jacket on. When that was done, then I would work on my drills, but I had a rule. I had to make a certain amount of shots or for a certain amount of layups, right hand, left hand. Certain amount of foul shots, right hand, left hand. I could not play or do, you know, your crossover, your spin moves. I couldn't do, the, I couldn't, couldn't do nothing cute until I met. So, so if, I'm, if I'm doing my hooks 
and it's 30 in a row on each hand, and I, and I, and I miss at 29. Got to start all over again. Nobody's out there. See, I'm not looking for a way out of being the best. I'm looking for a way in, so I can't cheat. Because I'm going to cheat, but expect things as if I haven't. See, I'm not going to make an investment, but I'm going to expect a return as if I have. Right? And then I'm looking at people like, I don't understand why I didn't receive this, see this return. But I'm not honest with myself. I haven't been all in. Okay? All right. See, this is the thing. We don't establish rules or standards based on the exception. So sometimes when I say, are we looking for a way out or looking for a way in, sometimes we've come up with, Jesus turned water into wine. See, now I'm looking for out to drink wine. You see what I'm saying? Like, like we, 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 we're looking for stuff, uh, uh, you know, uh, Moses and Paul. You know, there's murderers. So you looking for out to kill somebody? Well, I mean, help me out. And the thing is, you have to realize when I said that you'll make rules by exception, yes, Moses uh, murdered in an effort to help somebody, right? Yeah. You know, he, he did. Uh, uh, Moses did a lot of things. Moses got mad. Moses didn't enter the promised land. As much as Moses was sweet, but Moses didn't enter the promised land because he got mad. Don't slap the rock. God says, just ask for <laughs> yeah, just, Come on, man. I done did all these miracles, and, and now you're you going to get all frustrated. <laughs> hey, broke the tablets. <laughs> Come on, Moses. You had an anger problem, right? And, 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 and Paul consented to, he was standing there holding the coats, you know. But people have flipped that into, you know, Paul was a murderer, you know. <laughs> I guess if you want to call him an accomplice, <laughs> right? But what I'm saying is, uh, in these cases, they weren't living um, in sin and expecting to get in. They weren't living in sin and expecting to get in. This is what I'm saying. I'm not saying they weren't living in sin. I'm saying they weren't living in sin expecting to get in. So in other words, yes, Moses did some things, but he wasn't trying to get justified for these things and still get in to uh, the benefits of the kingdom. It was in his immaturity in his ignorant days. He was still evolving to be crossed over into who he's supposed to be. Same thing. Paul actually thought he was helping God. He actually thought he was helping God. So he wasn't trying to live crazy and go, yeah, I, mean, I know I allowed these people to get killed, but come on, you know, look out for a brother. You know, it wasn't like that. He actually thought the people he was allowing to be abused were people that were against God. Right? So, so they were, these, were, these, were, these were people that were clouded and had to be awakened through, what, a 40-year wilderness and when somebody stricken with blindness. Is that what you need, you're saying? When you start claiming, well, not you, I'm saying when people claim these exceptions, or do, do they want to go through their consequence? You want to be in the wilderness for 40 years? Right? Do you, you want to be stricken with blindness? I know it was a few days. You want to be stricken for blindness for an hour. You see what I'm saying? Like, so look at it relatively. You know, and both of these people had to audibly hear for God from God to invest their lives. 
So you're saying the only way you're going to invest yourself is if God shows up audibly? I just shared these to say these aren't the standards for investment. They're the exception. They're the exception. Yes, they're in the Bible, but they're, they're the exception. Trina talked about James um, 4, 7. We got to be all in. Submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil. Guess what? And he'll flee. And I, I'll say this. We don't have to resist the devil every minute and every moment of our life. We're not tempted in every minute and every moment of our life. There's... There's certain moments, you know what I'm saying? And if you can override that moment, you could pick back up your momentum. Right? So it's just, it's just moments. You know, I told the story when I was shooting fouls, so I was trying to make a certain amount in a row. And so out of the 61 in a row, there was about four times where I second-guessed if I would make the shot. It wasn't the whole 61. And the shot barely, you know, I got in my head and I didn't do the right technique and the shot kind of rolled around and went in. I was like, Whoosh. then I went back on the road. She went back on the road. You see what I'm saying? Like, like temptation is like that. There's tempting moments. And, it's, and, and I'll say this respectfully, unless you really deep in the sin, you're not really being tempted all day. Right? So, so you just got to override those moments, Right? And so, 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 and, and why am I saying this? Because Ty talked about this this week. Uh, we're being set up. And so, so, the body of Christ is being set up. God's leaders being set up. God's church is being set up. We're all being set up. And so, here at Ayers, we're being set up. Relatively, we were talking about this yesterday. We're a very young church. And we've had people uh, uh, that shown up. There's that ministries for for 30 years, 30 years old, but the ministry was 30 years old, but the organization was probably like 150 years old. And they'll show up and they go, how come you're not doing that? Well, we're not doing that because we're young. It's just like uh, Janae asking for keys to the car. Or somebody coming to your house, I'll give you a coming to your house, I don't understand why Janae don't drive herself to school. She don't drive herself to school because she's not at the maturity to get keys to drive yet. Well, inve investigate it. We're, we just had our ninth year anniversary. We're babies compared to a lot of churches. And so a lot of people go, I don't know, why we don't have this place, that place, this place, that place? Because there's no, the leaders are maturing to a point. It's not like they're not mature at all. They're maturing to a point where they can consistently invest and handle it. So in the, how that process looks is along the way, they'll be handling some things. Sometimes they might not handle things correctly. Just like there's times Janae doesn't do things correctly. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We don't have to use Janae. Just like we don't do things correctly. All of us. Like for everything that you point out that somebody's doing wrong, I guarantee you, you can match it. You probably can double and triple it. Point out, I don't understand why this person's not doing that. I guarantee you can match it. You can match it. No, they don't have to even say nothing. I guarantee you can match it with something that you should have adjusted. Right? So, so I said that to say God is uh, pulling on us to return to launching out into the deep and, and being all in investing. Investing ourselves in what he's trying to do in the kingdom. 
God is not unjust to forget your labor of love. He got something for you. But he needs all of you to give it to you. And see, so, so even like as you, as you grow, I said we're a young church, but as you keep growing, is a stage where you handle things just by yourself. So I'm, I'm, uh, we started church, it was me and my wife by ourselves with $1,625. So the $1,625 and my wife was enough to handle everything for the ministry. You know why? Because there was nothing to handle <laughs> but prayer. And then I had this big whiteboard that I, you know, when we worked on the, the uh, copyright and the logo, uh, the website, stuff like that, I had this whiteboard, and that was my assignment. She would go, I would drop off at work. I would spend about uh, five hours with God in his face, and then I would spend hours with working on the, the board, right? You know, just the checkoffs, all the different things to develop the foundation. Well, the $1,625, and me and her was enough. But as we started to grow, then there was a different demand. And I was the sound guy and the camera guy and the preacher. So how it would look is we was in the dance studio. We, said, we got a dance studio. We, we, listen, know how we got the chairs to the, to the church? Uh, I had the Mercedes SUV and we had the Honda. So we would drop the, the, the remember that? We dropped the passenger seat, put the glass podium in the front seat of the Honda. Right, put some of the chairs in the trunk, and then we will put the other chairs in the SUV, and then late at night when they finish all their dances at the dance studio, sometimes two in the morning, we would stack up the chairs and, 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 and the, um, uh, what was it, the banners, because we had made banners and stuff like that. And sometimes it would be like one or two hours sleep. But then as we started to grow, people would help us to tear down. And then we would take all the stuff back home. Very, very, I don't think anybody ever came to help us to set up, right? So, so that, was, that, that was our process. And then Terrence showed up and said, hey, I'll help with sound. He didn't say I commit to sound. He said, I'll help with sound. So sometimes he didn't even come. I never tripped because he, we never asked, we didn't ask nobody in the first year to commit to anything. So if he didn't show up, I did the sound. Not even knowing if I would do it. I didn't know if he was coming or not. He was not accountable. The second year of the church, we asked people to be more committed. Like to, to, to commit to do something, not to oversee, but just say, if you're going to do this, can I hold you accountable to be here? We waited a whole year before we did that. Then the next year, we asked for leaders to be responsible for areas. Every year, we've asked another level of commitment, but we've allowed growth. Now, in some cases, People were on a pace and they just dropped off, not because, I'm not saying dropped off from the church, but just dropped off of their investment because for whatever reason, going through stuff in life, uh, I don't know, anything happened, right? But because we're young, you're young, people can get in their own head, right? And so Moses went through this process, right? Uh, in Exodus 18, 13 through 25, I'm not going to read all of it for the sake of time, but uh, Jethro comes out because Moses, remember, he led the people. So who was the leader? Moses. Guess what? Who was the counselor? Moses. That's a lot of people. And so uh, Moses was counseling so much, he sent his wife back to her dad. Like, you might just go spend some time because you, you here by yourself. Just go back. So the dad grabbed the wife, comes back, brings, comes back and said, first of all, he's wondering, you married. I got rid of you. Why are you back here? <laughs> and so he goes back and he goes, Moses, you sent your wife. What are you doing? 
He says, wow, man, the people, man, I'm just serving God. People are, man, they got a lot of stuff that they're dealing with. He said, man, that's not good, man. Like, you're going you gonna to wear yourself out. He said, this is what you do. He says, start to break things down. He says, lighter cases give this group of people. Things a little more deeper give this group of people. The hard cases you handle. And, and so in verse 14, he says, why sit if thou alone? Disconnected from your help. 17 to 18, he said, this thing that thou doest is not good. That will surely wear away. This is Exodus uh, 18. In 21, it says, select able men, people that have an invested connection. Not, it didn't, how come he didn't just say, just grab some people? Able people to have invested. See, invested connection is not I'm invested for two weeks, two months, three months. I'm consistent. I'm sustained. Because when you're not, it doesn't mean you're, you have less value. It means people don't know if, when is the next time you're going to have an out. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's not, so it's not even a punishment. It's like, well, you can't put that person responsible for somebody's life because they may have a moment where they go, ah, I'm just, I'm in, I'm in my feelings right now, right? We can do that when we're single, we're by ourselves, and we have no responsibility. As a parent, you can't check out from your kids. As a leader, you can't check out from God's people because it's not they go, hey, you know what? I was dealing with a whole lot. Let me know when you check back in. I just tell all the stuff I'm dealing with to wait until you're available next. It doesn't work, right? Well, normally it means that we got to go back into doing something that we thought somebody else was going to be responsible for. And then at number 12, he said, he was like, you got people to judge all types of different seasons people go through. He says, but you'll, you'll judge the great matters, Right? And people that deal with great matters is resulting from a limited connection and little faith. If they have great matters, now you may think your situation is a great matter, but we're talking about how God sees it, not how you see it. <laughs> Some situations aren't great matters. We just magnify them and we think they're great. So you may go, oh my God, am I not connected? Because I think I have a great matter. You have a matter that's excruciating, it's probably bothering you, but it's not great in the eyes of God, right? All right, so it doesn't mean you ain't invested, right? I, so, so this is God's process and, 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 he's, and what he's trying to set us up for and why he's designed us to have an invested connection in, in, in the kingdom, in his house, in, in your calling. The DJ talked about his, his time. <laughs> Boy, I'm not going to let that go, brother. <laughs> right? And it's, it's but, but, I, but, but now he didn't know I was teaching this, right? Ty didn't know I was teaching this, but right on it. Right on it, because it's time to have an invested connection. I'm not, I got I to preface this. This is not, hey, I'm serious now. And then as soon as the wind blow or a vacation comes up, I'm not connected. Now, now if, 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 you, if, if that's what you choose to do, we have a track record. We ain't going to, you ain't come from the team. We don't love you no more. We're just limited to how we can place you. It, but it's not a punishment. It's actually rolling with you. 
I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not going to be consistent. Hey, don't, don't, don't rely on me. That's what the honest person is really saying. And some people say, don't rely on me, but God is saying, I need you to be reliable. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're going by our feelings again. Well, I don't feel like I'm going to do that right now. Did you, uh, Master Life this morning, what is it? Did you seek God first? Right? Didn't we talk about that? Is, and remember, the, the, was it, was it uh, Reggie in our example this morning? Reggie had his will and prayed, hey, God, bless what, I, what, 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 I, what I'm doing, my goals. And, but that wasn't God's will. That was Reggie's will. He didn't check with God. Like we have philosophies and, and we've come up with standards or ways we roll. Are we checking with God? And let's say you've rolled that way for a long time. Are you willing to present that as a living sacrifice? Are you willing to invest that? Are you willing to, Psalms 1, it was 126, sow precious seed? Because that's where your precious seed is. A lot of times it's your worldview and your philosophy. That's what's been stifling you. Are you willing to, go, to humble yourself, to go all in? See, when I first joined the church and I said, you know, a guy told me, I, said, I, I, I love the word. I'm a word guy. Love the word, and sometimes I would just show up for the word. I wouldn't even show up for the choir because I wasn't used to the, uh, y'all saying uh, God is here, uh, speak to us and all that. I, I, I went to clubs. Like, that means I couldn't find that beat. Like, I could, I'd be off beat. You know, because I was used to, you know, when you're in the clubs, you, it's like, like six beats deep, you know, when you, when you mix music. I used to mix music. So this Two beats and, and what we call acoustics is acoustics, right? Where it's just the guitar or whatever. I, I didn't know what to do, so I would just show up for the word. And a guy came up to me joking one day. He says, man, you being anti-social. And as I was laughing, I feel you, man. And I kept walking, the Holy Spirit said, he right. I need you to be invested. So I joined the helps ministry. When I selected the helps ministry, I didn't go, oh, I'm sweet at this. Let me do this. I said, I wanted to find out what God wanted me, and I selected one where I had to serve. I ain't know nothing about it, and somebody had to hold me accountable and tell me what to do. I had to, and so I joined maintenance and security at the time. You know, it split up into security, and then that's how I became an armor bearer. But I didn't go and go, I want to be an armor bearer. I just went in and said, well, I've never done that before, and now I'm going to have to answer to people because I don't know what I'm doing. See, so, so, so God, God, but, but that started the process of me investing myself. I never turned back. I just kept investing more of myself. I, I wasn't in, out, in, out. I, she'll tell you, I'm locked in. I'm there. I didn't even like wearing uh, dress clothes. I know that's hard, but I didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. I, my, I, I didn't even like shaving. I shaved on Sunday only. I didn't shave during the week, and I didn't wear dress clothes during the week. Matter of fact, I just came from Jersey. I used to wear my sweats, my Adidas sweatsuits, and one leg would be up. You know, I just, yeah. and, and, and my wife was like, babe, like, do you pull other pants leg down? Like, but that, you know, conformed to your culture. I was used to that, you know, being in Jersey. I guess it's cool or whatever. I don't know what it was. But, uh, and then they asked me to wear, like, a shirt and slacks. I was like a shirt and slacks. I was like, and then somebody came up to me that day and said, you look nice today. I said, I don't look nice any other day. <laughs> oh, because I got a shirt and slacks on? You say I don't look nice, so what's wrong with me? With it? Like, why am I taking them through all that? Because of how my mind operated. 
and then I had to shave. Not because I felt like it. I'm investing. It's costing me to do this. I got to show up even when, not just for the word, I got to get there early, before praise and worship. Then we had two services. I got to be there for two services. And, and she'll tell you, I was there. When I became an armor bearer, I had to stand until the pastor finished his last council session. It could be 2 o'clock in the morning. I was there and she was there. She wasn't even an armor bearer. She'd be in a sanctuary reading or doing whatever and never complain. Like, listen, you're going to have to pick another position. This church got me here at 2 o'clock in the morning. Dude, I could be at the crib, you know, watching my shows, America's Most Wanted, something, you know. <laughs> but no, she, listen, that's why I love this lady. She was like, nah. God has appointed you to invest this for where you're going. I'm with you. See, I said, so you look at what, how we flow in our lives now, we, it's, 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 it's the result of investment. All in investment. Punked, humiliated. She tell you the story. She, was a, 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 she became an armor bearer. They took her out to uh, Chicago to shop and... Um, they would, they tell them they couldn't get a cart. They was trying, they call themselves trying to train them as soldiers. She had bags on her ankles. The, the people in the stores was like, do you want me to get you some help? And, and the, 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 the first ladies was like, no, she's fine. They, they just had a pocketbook. She walking around, bags on her neck. Bags on, just almost, <laughs> no, that's, that's not an exaggeration. But, Oh, you got me up, to, up here twisted, carrying your own back. She didn't do that. She didn't trip. She didn't go, this will be the last day I'm going to be an armor bearer. She didn't do that either. Because she was doing it as unto the Lord. I'm in service. Uh, a pastor comes in town. I, I meet him, you know, driving him. We, 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 was drive, we drove him to the place. So I'm not the lead armor bearer. The other guy is, I'm just an assistant. I'm just off to the side. So the guy is preaching. He's talking about heaven on earth. He says, hey, he says, man, he says, man, if God ain't sitting up there on the throne doing, he says, wait a minute, give me a chair. So I grabbed the, uh, one of the folding chairs and brought up there. He said, man, no, actually he said, give me a chair. He said, so I'm waiting for the guy to give me a chair. He said, he said, no, no, Keith, give me a chair. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not serving you, but I'll give you the chair. So I got the folding chair. He said, Keith, man, God ain't going to be in no chair like that. Give me a chair. But we have rules. And the chair that he was asking for was the pastor's chair. So I was like, man, I, can't, I don't know if I, man, I I'm going to get in trouble. But, you know, I mean, we in front of cameras and stuff. I just gave him the chair. Yeah, like, come on, Keith. Now, that's the chair God wanted. Thank you, Keith. What are you doing, Keith? Later on, one of the youth saw me. They was, they, they was laughing. They was like, <laughs> man, they had you run around like a little gopher. What he saw was true. What he didn't see was treasure. See, 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 he didn't see the investment. And I didn't care. It wasn't about me looking good to him. It was about me looking right to God. See, 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 that's what... All things you do, you do unto the glory of God. Not unto man, as unto God. So I started serving every time I served as unto God. So no matter what you gave me, I should tell you, pot shots, put downs, humiliations, almost like, I, 
I got, I got this guy. He looks like he got some greatness in him. I can punk him. I ain't care. I'm not doing it unto you. I'm doing it unto God. And I'm not looking to you to reward me. I'm looking to God. Every, my job, same way. These dudes, man, I was running the, 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 I was doing the manager's job. Dude wasn't even showing up. And then had the nerve to give me a bad evaluation. Not bad, but it wasn't 100%. I did 300%. He says, well, I don't like giving people 100%. I like giving people 70%. I said, if I do 100, give me 100. He says, well, you know, this is just my principle. No, you don't want to give me 100 because you don't want them to give me your job. But I didn't, I didn't trip. I signed it. He said, you're going to sign it? I said, yeah, because I have a choice. I could always leave. But God told me to do that job as under him. I ended up getting a promotion that propelled me out of the job into another job that set me up to work for the church. What everybody saw me going through was true. What they didn't see was treasure. So some of the things that you, you, you believe and you've used to justify your limited connection is true, but what you're missing out on is the treasure. We have to take our investment to a whole nother level. That's what's missing. When you're looking for it, and you had those days where depression tries to go, yo, yo, my man, really? You gonna try to ignore me right now? Those days are trying to block you from seeing the treasure. Those days is hoping, hey, just focus on me right now. Come on, they're gonna be, you was you the person that should have got that. Oh, so this person actually got, they, they, this, this person actually have a great relationship? Your relationship should be better than that. Dude, what are you even doing? I mean, you're not really doing nothing. What is your value here in life? All those are distractions because the treasure's coming. Don't be weary and well doing. You'll reap if you faint not. If you don't give up, if you stay locked in, stay planted, it's coming. Actually, it's right around you. It's hovering right around you. Every time you make a heart move, it draws closer. And every time you make another heart adjustment, it gets closer and closer and closer and closer. Every time you handle when you blew it, and then you had to say, you had to be humble to embrace the brokenness, guess what? That accelerates it coming to you. You think mistakes and mishaps take you further away? It only take you further away if you handle them wrong. If, 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 if you expose it, if you confess your faults one to another, if you humble yourself in the sight of God, the scripture says you'll be exalted in due time. Missing it is your friend. You learn, right? You're broken. Right? You're buried. Guess what? And you're going to be resurrected. It's a setup. Ain't that right, Ty? Now, y'all don't think I'm talking about this just so, because we can have a nice sermon, do you? If we're paying attention here, God always gives us advanced information. And, and, and I've said it before, even before we moved here. I'll, I'll tell you right now, some people don't see. God's going to do this, this, that, and the other. And honestly, 
It didn't look like we was moving anywhere. And so I already said, I said, it's, it's, it's going to be tough sometimes. I said, lock yourself in because when the wind of change moves us, if you're not locked in, you won't go with the move. Not because you're evil, but you don't have an invested connection. And you don't have an invested connection not because you're evil. You didn't think you need to invest that much. God is telling us advanced information again. Ain't that right, Todd? Actually, God be using Todd to tell us everything that God's been saying. It's like John in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, you ever, now, you probably don't even pay attention. I do. I, pay, I tell my wife that all the time. I said, man, Todd be on it. He's like, see, uh, like we be doing Wednesday Bible study, and Todd be like, you know, what I see is, you know, I mean, since way back with damaged thrones, uh, pictures for pieces. See, God has been showing us. <laughs> like, he's been walking us through. Like, each time. And I was like, dude, you are paying attention. But see, I appreciate that because that's how I was. Like, I was, I was, I was like a hawk. I, was, I wasn't just watching what was going on that was true. I was looking hard to see the momentum of the treasure. So I saw... The whole move, not just the signature. <laughs> See, they're looking at the whole picture, not just the signature. And I was like, oh, that connects to that, that connects to that. Whoa, I tell her, I'm like, babe, babe, something about to happen here. Listen, I used to, I, I was a facilitator. So we don't do this at our church for a reason. I know why they do it. I'm not saying I'm against it. We just don't do it. But we set up on the podium as overseers, right? I know all the, the protocols and stuff. God, this is God's church. I have to do it his way. But so I can see I'm a facilitator. I, I, my job is to keep the flow going. I'm not injecting myself into the service. I'm making sure it flows. I can see when the spirit was about to hit hard. I, the praise team used to be over here. I'd be like, hey, prepare something. Prepare to sing about the Holy Spirit. And they're looking at me like, what is he talking about? We already sang. We're done. Spirit would move. He would call them out. And they'd be like, okay. They'd be grabbing for straws. You ain't got to do all that. I just told you what was about to happen. Because I saw it. I saw in advance. Oh, this place is about to shake. Oh, we're about to do this. What I'm trying to tell you now, that's where I was as in Ty's position in the church. I'm doing the same thing. I'm still serving, just at a greater level. So, so I'll get it. I'll get it. It's cool. So, so really, I'm, I, I don't see myself different. I have a different office as a pastor, but I'm doing the same thing. I see what's happening. So just like I told the praise team, hey, prepare this because this is about to happen. I'm telling y'all the same thing all the time. Amen. Amen. I'm not seeing stuff and... <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. We gonna got we got this. When we blow up, what? <laughs> and then we gonna hit them like bam. Oh, y'all ain't know this was gonna happen? Oh man, where's y'all at? Where's hey man, it's just oh remember uh Tor Tori's example, you know, like uh, the guy, like I was in heaven, and then Tori Tori's behind the gate, like yo, and I was like <laughs> now. I just played the part, but that's not how I roll. I'm not going to have nobody around me not having the information I have. 
right? That's the, we never let another man fall. So that's what we've been doing here. That's what me and Pastor Mel do all the time. Like give it, whatever we get, hey, hey, guess what? God's about to do this. Hey, guess what? God's about to do this. Remember, uh, uh, I told you last week, Elijah, this is, this is Elijah's father, Elijah. All these people were showing up going, hey, you know, your master's about to go uh, be taken up to heaven. They was giving them advanced information. Hey, but, but he was locked in. He saw ahead of time. So he kept following him, investing in, following him, even though it seemed like nothing was going on. He's like, man, just stay here. Like, nah, man, stay here. Nah, man, stay here. Then he said, hey, man, tell me what I can give you. He says, well, I want a double portion of your anointing. If you see me when I go to another level. He told him that after he'd already been following him. He saw advanced information because he was invested. He was invested so deep, he saw the deep things of God. And that's what we want. Because you're going to look around and you'll be like, oh, my God. I was told. Wasn't that a message? You've been told. Yeah. <laughs> right? All right, so, so let's stand on your feet. That's all for today.